Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, and I am so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode, which is all about figuring out what you stand for in midlife. If not now, when, right? (laughs) I'm so glad you're here. And if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. As a woman in the middle, you are totally in the right place. I am really happy to connect with you this way in a podcast. It's just so crazy that this technology is available and it's so easy. I love knowing that I'm not alone and I think you pretty much feel the same way. That's what so many of you have told me. Now, I do hear from my listeners, though, that while the podcast is super helpful to get you thinking and to give you much needed perspective about aging menopause, empty nest, career change, and all things midlife transition, I also hear that sometimes it's not quite enough. Sometimes you're looking for more one-on-one help, more guidance, more coaching. So I want to make sure that you know how to get what you are looking for. One of the best ways to work together is in my one-year mastermind called 50 Unplugged. Have you heard me talk about this before? It does come up on the podcast. It's really the best way to get the most coaching for the best value. And it's the best way to help you focus on what you can do with your next chapter instead of what you are likely to think about, which is what you can't do. It's really about becoming bold and brave in midlife. It's about up-leveling. It's about getting out of your own way so that you're more comfortable and intentional about allowing yourself to be happier. It's about learning how to think on purpose. It's about making sure that you don't have regrets and also finally putting yourself first so that you know what you want and exactly how to make it happen. And one of the best parts is that you get to work with an amazing small group of women who are just as committed as you are to get excited about their lives again. So if this sounds like something you're interested in, grab your free kickstart call right away and get on my calendar. I only admit new clients at the beginning of the month. So now's the time. Just go to www.talktosuzy.com and apply for your no-obligation call today so we can see if we are a good fit to work together. Okay, let's dive into this whole topic of whether or not you know what you stand for now at your age. And if you do know what you stand for, are you living in alignment with what's important to you? There's the rub. What kind of rub? You know, that's a weird expression. There's the rub. Is it a coffee rub? Is it a salt rub? Is it a scrub? (laughs) I digress. But there are actually two parts to this equation. That's the problem, the rub, the conflict. First, figuring out what you stand for. And second, assessing whether or not you are walking your talk. So let's think about it. The thing about knowing what you stand for is that the more you understand it, the more you can commit to it. The more you commit to it, the happier and more fulfilled you'll generally be. But wait, there's more. 
I think knowing what you stand for is important both personally and professionally. In midlife, three of the big areas you typically want to work on and prioritize are things having to do with self-care, career malaise, and relationships. And I see knowing what's important to you being exceptionally important when it comes to these three areas for sure. This can sometimes seem separate though, like what you stand for professionally feels different than what you stand for personally, but I would like to suggest that it's all related. In fact, I like to think of what you stand for as a distinct part of your personal brand. Really? Think about that, your personal brand. Your personal views inform your relationships and your career or the way you show up in a professional capacity, right? Your relationships are everywhere, including your personal life and your professional life. And what's important to you is totally part of your personal life and your professional life. Huge, huge overlaps. In fact, once we go a bit deeper, I think you'll see that it's very difficult to completely separate any of it. (laughs) The other thing is that there are big problems in River City when there's a disconnect, when this all doesn't mesh. This is definitely part of a classic midlife funk. What you stand for, what you really care about, sometimes takes a backseat to the chaotic pace of your life. It's not always that you're not doing what you care about either. Sometimes you're just not doing it enough. That's why it is so important to be intentional and really figure it out. But first, you have to be aware of what you stand for. It all starts here. Awareness is the key. If you aren't aware, you won't be able to be as intentional about your life as you may want to be. In fact, this may be why you're listening to the podcast in the first place. You sense that something's missing. You have a feeling that there's more out there for you. An awareness of what you stand for can help be a guidepost to a more intentional and fulfilling future for you. So think about it, my friend. Do you know what you stand for? That is, do you know your opinion, your position, and your personal responsibilities toward certain things in your life? I like to think about what you stand for as a bit of a math equation. It's really the only type of math I like. (laughs) Math is totally not my thing. I think it goes like this. Your purpose plus your core values equals what you stand for. And what you stand for needs to be a big part of your life or you will be left feeling unfulfilled, like something's missing. And I bet you can relate to that, right? So let's start with your purpose. It's usually the type of thing that you don't have to think too hard about. It's a deep part of who you are. And it might be the same thing that you stood for 40 years ago, but it might not. It's more from your heart than your mind. It's something you have a strong conviction about and you're out there doing it. So is anything coming up for you? One way to zone in on it is to think about what behaviors bother you. What really bugs you? Sometimes you stand for really big, really impactful things, and sometimes it's more about smaller, more subtle relationships and behaviors. It doesn't really matter what it is. You can learn from it for sure. So here's an example. I always have this flashback to when my kids were younger. They were in elementary school. It was kind of like a really good parenting moment, so I remember it. (laughs) Every once in a while, a new kid would come into the classroom. Sometimes a new kid would start mid-year. And I always made sure to remind my kids to talk to the new kid and be welcoming. It was really important to me, and I always made a big effort to talk to them about it. Clearly, this is something I stand for. 
inclusion, being kind, being aware of other people's feelings. See what I mean? And then with me, there's whale conservation. That's a bit more of a big thing to me. It's like a big impactful thing versus a, like a, a smaller relationship type situation. I have strong opinions about just about everything having to do with whales. This year, gray whales were dying in the Pacific during their annual migration. They were dying from malnutrition, something in the environment, in the ocean, something is really wrong. Scientists don't know what it is. I stand for our environment, so all living creatures have a chance. And this influences how I make donations and the petitions I sign, the things I speak up about, these uh, news stories on Facebook and things that I forward, things that I share. Just some examples. So how about you? It might help you to think about your purpose, this kind of thing. So here are some questions to get you going. The first one is really what motivates you? What has always motivated you? Or what motivates you in the last couple of decades? It doesn't really matter. Here's another one. What makes your life more meaningful? In other words, what makes any given situation go from an eight to a 10? If you could amplify something and make it more meaningful, what would it be? Here's another one. What do you always find yourself doing at your job? It might be a committee that you always join or a cause or a volunteer job that you always make time for. Or perhaps it's a line of questioning that you bring to the table whenever this type of an issue comes up. Like in a committee meeting, you're always on the lookout for something and then you always bring this issue up. This reminds me of something I always stood for throughout my life. Way back in high school and even when I worked in the public sector for all those decades, when major events or competitions, or parties, or celebrations were planned, and they would make this big announcement of when the event was, and it was on a Jewish holiday. And I always made sure to speak up as soon as I learned of it because it wasn't inclusive. And I'm sure it was done out of ignorance. I'm sure this kind of a decision isn't made on purpose. But I always volunteered to check the calendars and be an advisor for this sort of thing so that certain people weren't excluded. I stand for inclusion. Now, I don't know all of the holidays for all of the religions and all of the observances, but I do know what's going on in my community, and I'm happy to uh, be helpful and make sure that as many people as possible can be included. Now, I love this question too. Here's another one. How do you like to spend your time, even when you're super busy? You know what I mean. This is a sort of thing that would always happen for you, even in times like these. It might be something that you would even lose yourself in, like completely lose track of time when you're doing it. But even when you're like extremely busy, if something like this comes up or if there's an opportunity, you find time to do it. Here's another idea. What would you do if you thought nobody would judge you or that nobody would know what you were thinking or doing? So this is something deep in your heart of hearts, and sometimes you want to act, but you don't because it's too difficult, you're too fearful, you don't have enough courage, but it's something that you really want to do. So think about what would it be like to just do it, to just do it. If you didn't, if nobody was watching you do it, or if you had that 
courage to do what it was that you wanted to do when it came to this sort of thing. All right, so that's a pretty good review of how to figure out your purpose about what's really important for you to do. Purpose has usually to do with what you are doing. But the other thing to think about is more in your mind. It's about core values. Your core values are your fundamental beliefs, like guiding principles. These are things that dictate behavior and can help you understand the difference between right and wrong, or at least what's wrong for you. It's really your internal beliefs or how you think life should be lived, right? So questions like this can help you figure out what this is for you. Let's start here. What has always been really important to you? Really think about it. Something that's always, always, always been important to you. And when it comes to decision-making, what kinds of things do you think about, things that you actually think about that always help you make decisions? I bet you're thinking something because it's always there. It's always guiding you. Here's another one. What do you notice about the way that you treat people in your life? Like that little story I shared with you about elementary school and the new kid. I always find myself thinking about the underdog and what people are feeling. I am hyper aware of this. I remember myself looking out the school bus window, thinking about this sort of thing and wondering, am I the only one thinking about this? Are my thoughts really different? Is any other kid thinking the way I'm thinking? Who knows, but I was aware that I was thinking about it. Here's another idea. What about, you know, thinking about what shapes how you see the world? What is this sort of thing that guides you? So a lot of these questions are, they're like touching on similar things, but they're just different ways to think about it to help you access what is really important to you. Sometimes it helps to think about specifics. That's another way to, to go about it. And I like to think about work situations. So what has really bothered you at work before, even when you look back at your career? This can really bring out some of your core values and help you define what's really important to you. One situation that always drove me crazy working for large organizations was fairness. I would always make the assumption that organizations would be fair, that corporations would be fair. Yet time and time again, I saw things that weren't what I deemed to be fair at all. For example, people getting hired past their abilities or certain opportunities going to certain people, certain people being in the loop more than others. You know what I mean? This sort of thing. Now, remember, this was all my opinion and the world as I saw it through much less experienced and weary eyes. <laughs> but nevertheless, it drove me crazy. I value fairness. To me, these things seemed unfair on so many levels. But what I think is equally important is to reflect on why things like this bug you so much. And I would say it's because it's a clue to your core values. Okay, so now that you've taken a look at your purpose and your core values, you should have a better handle on what you stand for, that equation, that math equation that I've decided to like and enjoy. <laughs> so reflect on all of it and ask yourself where in your life there's a disconnect. Think about your personal life, self-care, relationships, your career, all of it. Where are your core values and purpose showing up strong? And what parts of your life need more of your purpose and core values? 
Where can you add more of that into your life? And if there's a gap or perhaps a gaping hole, why is that? So if you care about the environment and it's something you really stand for, but you're working for an organization that doesn't, what does that mean for you? If you stand for women's rights and aren't involved or active in any way, is it something that's uncomfortable for you? If you feel strongly about and stand for public education, is this reflected in your actions in any way, personally or professionally? If you stand for more kindness in the world but struggle to find ways to express it on a regular basis, is there a disconnect for you with your core values? One of these disconnects came up for me over the years. I grew up having to deal with a lot of smokers in my family and have seen firsthand the related health problems and issues as a result. Ironically, or maybe not ironically, (laughs) I ended up pursuing a career in health promotion related to substance use. At one job, I was even the tobacco use coordinator. Um, But even when I was a kid, I was twitchy about the whole tobacco thing. I remember when I decided I would no longer buy cigarette-related gifts for my parents, for example, like cheap ashtrays. Remember when, you know, you wanted to get your parent a gift, but you only had $2? (laughs) A cheap ashtray from whatever was the equivalent of the dollar store back then was like a good gift or a lighter, right? And I remember when I took a stand on that and I'm like, I'm not supporting this. Oh my God. I remember one time I went in the cupboard where my parents' cigarettes were and I poked holes in the individual cigarettes. (laughs) I just, I, I was done with it. I really had a problem with it. Anyway, with drinking, I was one of those parents who didn't let the kids drink at home until they were actually legal. Like aside from, you know, uh, anything related to a religious observance or a glass of wine related to something like that. But when it came to like having a beer at home or the kids having a party, we were really strict about that, like not until they were legal. I wanted to live in alignment with my core values when it had to do with substance, substance use, right? Even things like this can make you think. So how does your life look? Is there a gaping hole or at least some gaps? If so, ask yourself what you would like to do about it. Notice how motivated you are to change something to close the gap of alignment. Are you okay with just leaving things as is? Or now that you're more clear, are you motivated to make some kind of a change? There's no right or wrong answer. I would just like you to really think about how you're feeling about the whole thing now that you have increased awareness. This is the type of situation where it's important to separate the what from the how though, right? So what I mean is first focus on what you want to do without letting the how of how you're going to do it that will probably get in your way. So don't think about that. First focus on what you want to do. And then after you figure out what you want to do, then focus on how you're going to make it happen. If you think about how too soon, it'll totally just muck things up and it'll close you down because the how is complicated. (laughs) So just separate it out. Just relax into thinking about what you want first without distraction. You can focus on how soon enough, but not in the same moment of figuring this part out. Are you a bit stuck here? This is a, a common place for people to get stuck. So try this. Ask yourself who you would have to become to be the person who lives more in alignment with your purpose and core values. 
be just curious about it. You don't need to sort everything out just yet, but just be curious. Then ask yourself if you want to lean in to becoming that person. It's just a question. Just explore. Another way to think about it is to think about your future self, maybe 10 years from now. Your future self has so much wisdom. We've talked about your future self a couple of times in the podcast, but this is a really good time to do it. What would she have to say about this gap between what you stand for and how you're living your life? Remember, you really can do whatever you want. It's your life, but it's important to like your reasons. You don't want to have regrets. Now, I've noticed that I've been making a lot of fear-based decisions, especially in my 40s. And now that I'm aware of it, I'm being much more intentional about not doing that anymore because I did not like my reasons. So if you decide you'd like to make some changes, that's when you can start to think about how you will go about doing this. Even this small shift in your thinking, by simply asking yourself this powerful question of how you're going to live more in alignment with what you stand for, can be the start of something big. It can really help you create what it is that you want in your life. This is really what's meant by that phrase, being more true to self. You've heard that before, right? Which is one of those things that's common to regret later in life. And I I know I've also talked to you about common regrets, several episodes in the podcast. Not living a life that's true to yourself is a common regret. So when you're working on regret-proofing your life, this really is a good thing to look at. What is your purpose? What are your core values? What do you stand for? And are you living in alignment with what is the most important to you at the core, really deep down? If not, just explore. Be curious. Why aren't you? And what changes do you want to make? No right or wrong answer, but you can make that decision. You got to make sure you like your reasons. So it's really, really important to think about all of this. This is how you live more intentionally. And this, my friend, is how you learn to think on purpose. That's it for this episode. My focus as a midlife coach is to help you get excited about your life again. Being the queen of your brain domain is the best way to be. Check out the show notes with more information and links at susierosenstein.com. Download my free ebook, Nine Secrets to Get Unstuck in Your 50s at susierosenstein.com forward slash nine secrets. And whenever you're ready, there are three great ways I can help you learn to think on purpose so that you can get excited about your life again this year. The first way is to join the free Women in the Middle Community Facebook group and connect with other amazing midlife women who are ready to start regret-proofing their lives too. Why not, right? It is free. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash women in the middle community. You can also work with me directly and get unbelievably effective coaching to take you from being stuck and confused to being crystal clear and excited about your future. So grab your kickstart call right away at www.talktosusie.com. And finally, you can get on the wait list for my new midlife membership. This is an upbeat virtual community for women 50 plus who want clarity, courage, and connection to get excited about their lives again. Now, you don't have to actually be 50 plus, but you want to be 50-ish for sure. 40s, 60s, 50-ish, 
for sure. So sign up at susierosenstein.com forward slash membership. That is it. So let's do this, ladies. Let's think on purpose. Thanks so much for listening. And I look forward to talking to you again next week.